tuned in to Word of Mom Radio here on the Word of Mom Media Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. My name is Jeanette Paxia. I started this show because when I was a nurse on the floor, I met a lot of patients who had stories to tell, and nobody was listening to them. As nurses, we were really busy. I would try to stop and talk to them, but I realized I didn't want people to die with their stories, that everybody has stories that are important and people can learn from them. And not only is it interesting, I would talk to a lot of that, but it was just something that I thought should not just go with them. I wanted to share those stories out. I've switched it up and changed it a little bit. Connecting to your inner superhero is the speech that I do now. And so I'm looking for superhero traits in people. What makes people unique? What in their stories makes them unique? Today, I have Dr. Crystal Morrison on. I met Crystal about two years now in Miami. We were both at a conference, and I immediately realized that we had a lot in common. More recently, I've gotten to know her, and she has decided to join me as co-author in the book, Superheroes in the Spectrum. So I'm very, very excited. We have a lot in common down to our children's names. We both have a Jacob and both of them have a diagnosis on autism spectrum. So welcome, Crystal. I'm so happy you're here with us today. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I know you're really, really busy, so I appreciate your time. Can you tell our audience at Word of Mom Radio a little bit about yourself? Awesome. Yeah, thanks. Again, my name's Crystal Morrison, and my background is as a scientist, actually. Five years ago, I left my corporate career to do some consulting work, to pursue some things that I felt had a lot more impact. And I started a company called Meerkat Village, and Meerkat Village is a platform that helps parents connect with all of their child caregivers and providers, and keep everybody on the same page. I am actually very excited about Meerkat. I feel like it is very needed. It is something that we all need Um, as a very busy mom. I understand the needs, and sometimes I feel like I'm a secretary just trying to keep the schedules and the people in order with the kids. So I think that this will help a lot of people and a lot of our audience members who will be able to utilize this to help them. Absolutely. Yes. I always start with if you could go back today and give your 12 year old self some advice, you know, at 12, we feel like we know everything. Our parents know nothing. And, you know, we stress about things that aren't necessarily important. Can you think of something that you would tell your 12 year old self? Oh, my 12 year old self, I was a super, super, super perfectionist. And I was very self-conscious. And one of the things that I would tell myself is you deserve to be comfortable in your own skin. And I think that would have had a tremendous impact on me as a 12-year-old, probably saved me from some grief and mental anguish. But yeah, definitely, you know, it's okay to be comfortable in your own skin. Um, I haven't heard that one before. I like that, be comfortable in your own skin. I know at 12, we feel like we just don't fit in anywhere, I think. You know, we're just learning to leave childhood, become teens become mm-hmm. adults and being comfortable where we're at at the moment and just enjoying that time, I think is important. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I know that you've had multiple accomplishments. What was something that stood out for you and something that, you know, created a lot of obstacles that you had to get through and you had to overcome to achieve your accomplishment? I think for me, what stands out the most is that I was able to get a PhD. And I'm saying that not from like, 
just academic achievement. And I'm saying it from the standpoint of, you know, I didn't have examples of people in my family who had gone to college and, you know, gone on to graduate school. So I really had to figure it out by myself. And there were so many obstacles. You know, I grew up poor in the rural South and, you know, certainly interested in science. And so there was always, you know, being the only girl at, at different types of activities in college, you know, just being a fish out of water amongst people who were from all over the country and having an accent, people assuming you're stupid. And so there were a lot of obstacles along the way that were assembly attributed from my background and where I came from, as opposed to, you know, my capabilities and, and what I knew or didn't know. Did you go straight to graduate school post-college so that you got your degree a long time ago then, I'm guessing? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I did. I went from my bachelor's degree right into graduate school. So it's been, you know, over 20 years since I was in graduate school and, and received my PhD. So it's it's been quite a while. And I'll never forget the day that I told my dad that I was going to go to grad school because, you know, he really didn't have a concept of what grad school meant. And, and he was just dumbfounded that I wasn't actually getting a job. <laughs> I was voluntarily choosing to do more school. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I think it's great that you did that then. Yeah. I'm not trying to age us. We have a couple things in common there. Yeah. So I'm completing my PhD right now. I'm almost right. done with it. I thought I would have it done when I was 50, but... Mm-hmm. COVID and kids and work. So I'm almost done with it. And I went back to get my PhD at this age because nobody in my family had graduated from college. And I wanted my dad to see not only could one of us graduate because I do have my master's, but Mm -hmm. that we could graduate with a PhD. So it was more Mm -hmm. important for me to do that for him, not only for me, but for him. It is for me, obviously. Now he passed last year, so he has to see that accomplishment from wherever he is now. That's right. But I think that I love learning and continuing to learn, but I could see that he would also say, well, when are you going to start working in this field? (laughs) When are you getting a job? When are you getting a real job? (laughs) You know, and I just... I can't wait to see that DR in front of my name. And, you know, being a nurse, people are like, where are you going back? You're going to be working in healthcare. And I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. She of counseling and therapy and not, and that has nothing to do with my nursing. Right. I know that we both have that common Arkansas. Yeah. Um, So I I met my husband and lived in uh, Marion, Arkansas, right across Mm -hmm. the bridge from Memphis for a long time. Just got back from vacation there. um, Right. Family. And you were from close to there, right? Yeah, my family is actually across the state, southwest Arkansas, the Hot Springs area, but have, you know, my entire family is in Arkansas and have been there for, you know, 150 years. (laughs) I, you know, I actually love Arkansas. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't even know me and my geography skills. Didn't even realize that uh, Mississippi and Arkansas and Tennessee connect right there, uh, <laughs> right where I live. And that not only would I be working in Memphis, but it was closer for me to live in Arkansas right. than it was for me to live in Memphis. And I worked at the hospital there for a while and I loved the area. It was very hot when we were there, but it was oh, yeah. uh, just going there and, and seeing everybody. It's a much quieter lifestyle than living in California. For sure. <laughs> sure for sure. Same, same place, yeah. right? 
Yeah, um, for sure. It's very green too. In California, we have a lot of brown going on. Uh, mm -hmm. Dry because we don't get a lot of rain in the summer. Actually, no rain in the summer where I live, but mm -hmm. it was quite a change. And I can imagine what you went through at that time doing that. Oh, sure. What an accomplishment. And I'm glad as women too, more and more of us are going into get graduate degrees. And I think it's important mm -hmm. if it's something that you want to do, even if you do, I'm now almost 53, even if it's 53, you go back to school to do it. I think it's sure. an accomplishment to finish it. I always love to throw people off and ask them, what's something that you're proud of that few people know, or something people would be surprised to know about you? Well, what, one thing that people are often surprised and that I am proud of is that I was the first person in my entire family, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, to get a college degree and to, you know, of course, go on to my PhD, which I mentioned previously. But yeah, a, a lot of people are really surprised to hear that because you, you don't often hear that anymore. But it's it's very much true. I was the first person in, in my whole family to go to college and get a degree. And that was a huge accomplishment. And I certainly felt at my graduation, you know, I had my both sets of my grandparents there, my parents, I had you know some cousins and aunts and uncles. And it was such a huge moment, not for me, but for my whole family. You know, it was very mm -hmm. much a family event. And people are often surprised to hear that because, you know, I did go on to graduate school and I've done lots of different things in my career. And there's always kind of the assumption that I came from this family of, you know, degreed people with well-heeled backgrounds. My family is absolutely amazing. You know, we're a big, loud Southern family, but I have to say hands down, you know, my, my grandparents, my, my parents, were always extremely supportive of all of the crazy ideas I had and little science projects I was doing. And they never once told me that, you know, I shouldn't be doing those experiments or girls didn't do those things. I was never discouraged, actually, from exploring and experimenting. And in fact, they, they encouraged it. And so even though, you know, my, my family hadn't gone to to higher education. We're very much a family that's fond of exploring and experimenting and, and trying different things and, you know, encouraging and supporting each other. And I really benefited from that. I think that that encouragement and that family support is very important. We always try to encourage our kids. We have one that just graduated college and mm -hmm. one graduated with a master's degree in a couple mm -hmm. of weeks and one graduating next year. And I feel like just supporting them and going out and being there for them, even though they're in different states, we try to, you know, support as much as possible and encouraging that exploration mm -hmm. for children. I was just writing an article for my app that's coming out in our superhero mm -hmm. and for children to find out what they love and what they really connect with. They have to explore. They have to try things. Because they're not born usually knowing exactly what they want to do. So trying right. different things. And I think it's great that you had that support to do that and that you had that family support when you did graduate, because it's so mm -hmm. nice to look out and see all those faces that, you know, right. they really love you. And even though they hadn't done this themselves, you know, it was a different time. I, my mm -hmm. dad didn't go past eighth grade. And at the time right. you just went into a career and you, right. You learned how to do it. You stayed there for many, many years. You mm -hmm. didn't change. You know, he worked over 40 years for Georgia Pacific. So yeah, it was a very different time. 
Um, I think it's different now too. We, I, I'm seeing some changes a lot with the YouTube generations, what I call them, yeah. making this up on my own where they think that <laughs> education is not as important. And I feel like mm-hmm. if you want to go and explore education, it's, it's good. It shows that you can start and stop something. It shows yeah. that you can review different topics and learn about different things. You meet mm-hmm. people. It teaches you how to work in a team. It teaches you communication skills. It teaches you how to write. So there's a lot of benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not go into what you think that you're going to go into your major may not be what you end right. up working in, but it is still uh, important, I think. But th- there's, I-, I think the lesson though is, I think we really fool ourselves when we're modeling or even telling our kids, you know, that they have to have it all figured out what they're going to be when mm-hmm. when they grow up. You know, we yeah. we ask kids that, you know, all throughout grade school, if they do decide to go on to college, it's immediately what's your major and you know, there's somewhat of a an assumption that, you know, that's what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And, you know, if the two of us are any example of the, the crazy <laughs> trajectory and different careers that you can have, you know, that's, that's a really important example that, you know, you may get a four-year degree, but that doesn't mean that you're somehow going to stop learning and, <laughs> and, and evolving. That. And yeah, and evolving and- of Exactly. And so, you know, I do set that example for my own kids, but it's it's really about that constant learning, isn't it? It is constant learning. I love constantly learning, whether it's reading a new book or listening to a podcast or whatever it is. But I have found on my road to my career that everything that I did taught me something that I needed for now. So the careers may okay. not seem like they aligned, you know, and people are like, well, why sure. are you doing that? You were doing this. Now, why are you doing that? And at the time, I was just following intuition and going with it. And maybe yeah. it was something I needed to do in order to be able to take care of my children or be there sure. for them for activities. But when I look back at the road that I've been on, I did take or learn something from every one of the careers that I've tried. I did not stay in a career for 40 years like my father yeah. was. Although I have been in the medical world for a long time, it's been Mm -hmm. in different roles. Mm -hmm. And every one of them has taught me something. And I've always been speaking and training and Mm -hmm. coaching others, no matter what I was doing, even, you know, in different roles. I think that it's important to know, too, that to keep learning and realize that even if you did something that didn't turn out right for you or didn't go where you thought it was going to go or you went into college thinking you were going to do something, Mm -hmm. remember that you did learn from it and there our pieces and parts to move, to take you to the next step. Yeah, always. <laughs> always. And I try to go with, you know, what, what my kids are, are wanting to do. I'm trying. I'm not going to, you know, I may give them advice, but I'm not going to force my opinions on them. And they don't always go with what I think that they should be doing, right? It's Yeah. And you have to, as a parent, let go and let them make their own mistakes and see where they end up. Yeah, yeah. and that's hard. I feel like as long as you're happy, because you don't want to spend 40 or 50 hours a week doing something you hate. Mm-hmm. And I always feel like in whatever capacity, whatever job you're doing, it's important to serve people, whether that's a smile, whether that's appreciating them, no matter what that is. But enjoying your work and then serving others, I feel like is important. Oh, for sure. Well, thank you for that. We're actually going to take a quick break and thank our sponsors here at Word of Mom Radio. We'll be back in a minute. Thank you. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? 
Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. Unsilenced Voices has been working diligently in Ghana, Sierra Leone, Rwanda, and the USA to combat domestic violence, sexual abuse, and human trafficking. We currently have over 50 young girls on a wait list in Sierra Leone to go through a vocational training program to get them off the streets and out of harm's way. We have gifted over $33,000 to U.S. survivors and are looking for volunteers and donors to help us continue our cause. Please visit us at www.unsilencedvoices.org. Again, unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Are you experiencing insomnia, brain fog, hot flashes, mood swings, and more? These are many of the symptoms women experience on a daily basis affecting the health of their brain and increasing the risk for dementias like Alzheimer's disease down the road. A healthy lifestyle can make a big difference for the health of the brain, but Brain Love Health took it further and created an innovative nutritional supplement, especially for women, to support us through this transitional time while also promoting better sleep and long-term brain health. Don't wait any longer to help your brain age well. Why let it deteriorate? The health of your brain is in your hands. To begin protecting it today, visit brainlovehealth.com. That's B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio with Dr. Crystal Morrison, having some interesting conversations about what she's learned, um, what she's been doing, uh, things that she's created. I always like to talk to people about different places they've been or lived. And what was your favorite place? That I've been or lived. Do you have a preference? I don't. I don't have a preference. (laughs) Ah, so my favorite place that I've been is London. I just, I love London. I love the city. My favorite place that I've lived is a hard toss-up between Los Alamos and Pittsburgh, because there's definitely pros and cons of both. But I did live in the mountains of northern New Mexico for about 10 years in Los Alamos, New Mexico, Uh, Just having the ability to go snow skiing, you know, in town on the weekends was amazing. The mountains, fantastic. But at the same time, I love the more urban lifestyle of living in the city of Pittsburgh. It's a great, great city. I've been to Pittsburgh, haven't explored too much, not been too much in New Mexico, although I've been a lot of places and never been to London. It's on my bucket list. Yeah. And I think it would be fascinating just the history I would I could spend a long time there I'm sure but yeah. there's a lot of art when you were in New Mexico I always think of it as a place that there's a lot of art 
Yeah, so I, I did. I live north of Santa Fe, and Santa Fe has a very strong, vibrant artist community as well as Taos, and so and art, the variety of mediums, of course, and very warm, genuine people. Beautiful New Mexican culture is 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 fantastic. It's really a beautiful place. I have to spend some time there. I love to travel. I travel a lot for speaking, but I love to actually yeah. take the time. <laughs> just really taking the culture of different locations, the food, right. the people, because people are different everywhere. Yeah. And really take the time to get to know them. I don't want to be there as a tourist. I want to be there as a local and really um, yeah. immerse myself into the culture. Right. I feel like, too, that we've all had defining moments in our life, really, that changed the outcome. You had maybe two roads to choose from, and you mm-hmm. had to sit there and figure out what would be the best one. Is there something that you can think of as a real defining moment? For me, there's probably two big ones. And, and the one that is, is coming to mind first is actually when my father passed away. Um, my father was only 17 when I was born. So very, very young, very young man. And he had kidney cancer. And it came back a few years later and it metastasized all over his body. And so he had metastasized kidney cancer. He passed when he was 49 years old. Um, I was into my 30s at that point, a lot more comfortable in my own skin. And, you know, that pivotal moment, I was actually there when he passed away. My sister and I were both there with him holding his hand. And as horrible as that moment is, you know, losing someone that you love, It's weird to say, and this may sound strange, but for me, I actually cherish it as as a gift in some ways, because how often can you say that you've literally held the hand of a loved one as, as they pass out of this world? And there was so much in that moment that I remember vividly, but that experience really taught me a lot about living well and dying well but living well and just how short his life was. And at the time it was my dad and I was losing my dad. And of course I knew that he was young, but every year that I get close to 49 and then very close to 49 now, it really makes me reflect on just how young he was. And that moment changed my outlook in so many different ways. Number one, that life really is short. It sounds cliche to say that, but life is just too short to be in bad relationships, to be in bad careers, to be in toxic environments, to allow yourself to get sucked into things that just don't matter. And so it was that defining moment, my father passing, that really gave me a lot of perspective that I'm grateful I had at that age and and continue to reflect on pretty regularly. There's so much I want to say about that. (laughs) Defining moment, my defining moment, which the audience has heard is when my mom died and how I was going to react to that. She was 66. She died of cancer too. Mm -hmm. I have been very, very privileged and lucky that I was with both of my parents when they passed. Last year when my dad passed, my sister and I were holding his hand, so similar mm-hmm. to you, although he was 81, he was a lot older. I don't think there's ever a good time or a sure. good age, but of course, younger makes it even harder to handle for those that are still here. Mm-hmm. But I think of death, I 
really, really feel good that I was there for both of them. I, and I think death is another rebirth as much as we miss them, as sad as I am, as much as I reflect on it. Sometimes I feel like an orphan just because, you know, we have no parents alive anymore. But yeah. the quote that I came out of that with and the quote that I use often is life is too short to live unhappily, mm-hmm. which reminds me of what you said. When it comes down to it, you really, really it does. You blink and it's gone. I mean, I cannot believe I'm almost 53 years old mm-hmm. um, that my kids are the age they are. Yeah. You do have to take the time to just take in the present moment. It's hard not to think of the next thing you're doing, the next task, but take that time because it does go by quickly and let your loved ones know how much you appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Because when you leave them, you never know what's going to happen. Sure. And I didn't expect my mom, I didn't even know she was sick. Mm. We, we obviously figured it out, but always thought that my dad, he was always sick. So it would be the first one to go. And he was here 13 years longer than her. Right. So it is, thank you for sharing that moment. 49 is very young. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's hard. So thank you for giving us a view into that moment in your life. And I'm sure he'd be very proud of you and where you're at now. I think we've talked a lot about advice, but is there one more piece of advice that you could give our audience? to help them live extraordinary lives? I think for me, one of the the quotes and, and advice that resonates so much with me is this idea that status quo is a bigger risk than the unknown. And going back to this concept of life is so short and you really shouldn't be complacent and you really shouldn't be in unhappy relationships and toxic environments because life is too short. And I think sometimes we get very complacent and settle for the status quo and just sort of take things as they come. But that is such a bigger risk than venturing out into something that's unknown, in my opinion. You know, I've made lots of transitions in my life where I stepped out into the unknown because I really just hate status quo. In fact, I just want to blow up status quo. And that, you know, you can see that all throughout my life as this very common thread. I I wanted to, you know, march to the beat of my own drummer and everything I've done. But I think that advice is if you really sit down and you take stock of your life and you want to make changes, what are the areas of your life that you're just accepting as status quo? And recognizing that just accepting that is a massive risk. It's a massive risk. I think we tend to think that status quo is not a risk, but it's actually a massive risk to stepping outside your comfort zone and and doing something that really could be great. And and transform your life in a big way. I said getting comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. I've always been that person that will try new things and do things. And again, follow my intuition. So Mm -hmm. everyone should stay tuned after we talk to Crystal. I'm going to spend a few minutes on my coaching corner. Can you tell everybody how to get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm on uh, LinkedIn. You can look me up, Dr. Crystal Morrison uh, on LinkedIn. Please connect with me. I'd love to hear from you. You are also welcome to check out our website, meerkatvillage.com. And you're welcome to email me directly if you would like at cmorrison at meerkatvillage.com. I'd love to hear from you. And we have to mention that you also will be hosting your own podcast on Word of Mom Radio. 
That's right. Yeah. So the new podcast is called The Village Vision, and we're going to be talking with people who are working at the intersection of healthcare, education, community, faith-based organizations, people that are eliminating status quo, breaking down barriers to be able to care for people in their communities. I cannot wait to hear it. It's going to be so great. Thank you for everything. And I appreciate all of you for staying on for the Coaching Corner here. I also want to thank Dr. Crystal Morrison. I thought it was a great interview with her. And she did bring up a good point. And that is trying new things. Uh, as I said, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. A lot of times we let, pe- we let time pass by and we let people determine what we're going to do. And you really want to do something, but because someone else told you you couldn't or someone else told you that it wouldn't be a good idea, you didn't try it. I'm not saying that everybody should quit their jobs and you know jump into other things, but I'm saying follow your intuition, pay attention. If there's something that you want to try or something that you feel like you should be doing, don't let someone else determine that that is not right for you. Even if you just try it for a little bit every week first, or even if you just start getting information about it, even if it's uncomfortable for you, when it's uncomfortable, um, that allows us to grow, that allows us to learn. I have done and tried so many things in my life. And a lot of times it was against other people's ideas of what was right for me. But I listened to my intuition and that path has led me to where I'm at today. And where I'm at today is as an international speaker and coach, and I'm able to help others, especially empowering children so that they do build a solid foundation for success so we can stop bullying because that is my main mission. And if I didn't try or do the things that I thought I should be doing, I don't think I'd be where I am today. So if there's something that you want to try, but it doesn't feel like it's a for sure, or people are telling you that it's not right for you, really set, reflect, and see if it is something you want to do. And it doesn't hurt to try it. Doesn't mean you'll continue. Doesn't mean you'll succeed, but you won't know unless you try it. Thank you so much. Again, my name is Jeanette Paxia, and we appreciate Dr. Crystal Morrison's time today. To everyone out there at Word of Mom Radio, we appreciate all of our listeners and have a super day. Be super today. Thank you. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is sure.
With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.